Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. But he left one final warning. You once claimed that you have an ability to face unpleasant facts. Is that what you've demonstrated in 1984 by drawing an accurate portrait of the future? Something like 1984 could actually happen. This is the direction the world is going in at the present time. In our world, there will be no emotions except fear, rage, triumph and self-abasement. The sex instinct will be eradicated. We shall abolish the orgasm. There will be no loyalty except loyalty to the party. But always there will be the intoxication of power. Always, at every moment, there will be the thrill of victory, the sensation of trampling on an enemy who is helpless. If you want a picture of the future, imagine a boot stamping on a human face. Forever. The moral to be drawn from this dangerous nightmare situation is a simple one. Don't let it happen. It depends on you. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavia. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of communism, socialism, coming to the United States of America and the rest of the world, impeding our progression as humanity, what I call the Great War. The Great War is exactly this. It's the it's the war against the radicals who wish to change our way of life for their own greed, for their own power, for their own control, for their own agenda. And, you know, for hundreds of years, these same people have um, created monopolies and organized the power structures of the world around them through their money and through their influence and are now in their final end game. And their final end game comes to our great war. And that's the great war for peace, for freedom, for, for, for humanity, for the survival of humanity, for the progression of freedom and justice throughout the world. And justice is something this world needs incredibly badly this day and age. And so that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. We're going to be talking about the Great War. And if you are new here to the Red Pill Project or the Daily Dose, uh, I urge you to go ahead and subscribe because we got a lot of good things coming. Subscribe here if you're uh, wherever channel you're on, DLive, Rumble, Pilled, uh, Facebook, or Twitter, or sorry, X, wherever you're at. And also head on over to redpills.tv and help support us over there by, by giving us that email and, and, and keeping up to date with everything that we're doing as well. Multiple ways to support us over there. All right. So, Vince, what do we do here? You know, at the Red Pill Project, we have a specific motto, right? Oh, yeah, of course. And, you know, people people ask me all the time, what do, what do you do for a living? And, and I go, ah, that's a hard one, right? Like, what do you do for a living? Oh, well, <laughs> uh, do you, how, much, how much time do you have, right? But the objective there is to get them to understand what I do tell them is that I truly do believe that everybody should follow this piece of advice. And that's never believe anything, 
anybody tells you, no matter who they are or what authority they possess or profess, unless you can prove it through your own research, your own investigation, through your inquiry, and through your own volition. And I went a little deeper into that a few days ago. Really? And I said, I did, I did. And, and w- one of the points that I made there was that that research, that inquiry, that investigation, that doesn't mean going back and validating what someone else said. Like, okay. you know, Vince, Vince said that this article said this, and I went and that article definitely did say that. Right. That's what a lot of people consider research these days. No, 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 no. But, but that's anything but the truth. You know, when I'm researching various different topics, whether it's the, the occult, the esoteric, it's ancient history, it's, it's historical events as we come to know them. Um, I I go to multiple different sources. Multiple different sources are multiple different perspectives. I dig into the research literature. I try to find the parallels that I can cross connect in between that. And I try to draw a conclusion based upon multi-perspective variables. Um, when When you're talking about things in real day, go ahead, Vince. Those conclusions that are drawn by others as well, if you find five different articles, you're going to have five different opinions per se too. So the way that you take that information that is provable by some sort of fact, the way you take that information and, and analyze it against everything else is key too. You can't just assume someone's analysis is correct. You have to really mull it over and connect all the Yeah, exactly. And so in the modern world, how we do that is, you know, you can't go out there and just take what somebody says. You have to do that with a grain of salt. You have to go out there and you have to start, you have to start investigating. You have to start researching. And, and there, a lot of the times is that there's a history that needs to be understood and learned prior to going out there and understanding that research. The problem in modern day is that a lot of this is convoluted. A lot of this is based upon lies and deceptions. You've had you know, 50 years, 60 years of people building various different conspiracy theories. And a lot of the evidence that people will bring about for a current conspiracy theory is other conspiracy theories and other conspiracy theories from there. And that's how it gets very, very convoluted. So you have to go back to really the source. And this is why, like David Whitehead and myself, we'll go to the actual people who said the certain things and then the actions that derive from those certain people and what those actions brought about in the sense of what their prescribed agenda would be. And from there, you can kind of evolve that process out. So. You know, when we're talking about the World Economic Forum, we're talking about Yuval Noah Harari. We can go mm-hmm. and what Yuval Noah Harari says, and then we can look at the actions of the World Economic Forum, and we can see a correlation of an agenda. And so that agenda doesn't become conspiracy. That agenda becomes really an unfolding truth of what they are trying to do and how they're trying to mold society. And this is why many people in society and the news and media and even politicians have latched on to saying, hey, this is, this is evil shit that's going on here. Right. Oh yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah. You got to find that origin, the origin. Yeah. Of everything. But but what I when I say research and investigate and inquiry, what I mean by that, people, and I and and there's no reason why I'm saying this. I'm just saying this because it, it's it's truthful, and there's a lot of new viewers out there. Is that going out to a specific book and looking at a page number of a paragraph that somebody said was in there is not research. That's echo chamber, right? What we need to do is we need to, like, for instance, let's let's talk about military law, right? You talk about military law. You talk about executive orders. You talk about presidential emergency action documents, okay? 
hey, look, one person says that this is what's happening and it makes a lot of sense. Let me go look into it. And that person who has, and I'm going to, I'm going to preface this, that person that has no education in looking at law documents, no education in looking at uh, legal documents or how understanding the process of how the government works or functions or how the military works or functions is going to go in there and they're going to read what that person was saying. And they're going to find it in those parts of those those points that that person was saying that there would, there would be. And so therefore it's validated that person. Oh, it says it right here. Executive yeah. order, this executive order, and says it right there. But the problem is, is that if you don't, if, if you take that person's definition of an executive order, an executive order is not law. It's administrative policy. Uh, that executive order can be superseded by an incoming president. Uh, presidential emergency action documents are not something that are in effect. And once they go into effect, they are unclassified. They are no longer classified. So you, you can't have some type of secret government operating through uh, PEDS or executive orders because it, the government doesn't work that way. The president cannot be instilled. So you have to have this background understanding of how the country actually works in a framework and how these laws or executive orders or presidential emergency active directives yeah. get put into place. Things like devolution. Devolution is, the, I think, the fifth or the seventh step in a process that occurs and that you have to have precedence in order for devolution to actually occur. And that the president cannot just sit there and go, okay, we're, we're instituting devolution. Let it happen. No. Devolution happens through systematic process of events that certain events must occur. As in, um, you know, the Pentagon has to be destroyed and then you have a new Pentagon through devolution that will ramp up. That's kind of how devolution works. And this is massively misunderstood by a lot of people in this community who go out there and put this information out there. And then people build upon that foundation as if it is true. And that's one of the biggest plights of what happens here in this community. Now, are they wrong about everything? No, there's, there's truth mixed in with all fiction. But what we have to be able to do is be able to use hypercritical analysis to discern that truth and that fiction. We have to be able to investigate thoroughly, understand the conceptual ideas that are being presented to really dig in to what is being told to us. And this doesn't even have to do with the Patriot community. This has to do with politicians. This has to do with global affairs. This is how I, I, I this is what I utilize primarily. This process, man, my lighting is all screwed up. This is what we primarily utilize in our process for understanding, you know, geopolitics is you have to know the history. You have to understand how that history unfolded in the agendas that were put in place. Then you have to extrapolate that to currently what is happening. And I don't have all the answers. I got a very, very basic understanding view of a lot of these different things that are moving together. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a jack of all trades, master at none when it comes to geopolitics, geoeconomics, and the geomilitaristic role of how all this plays out. But when you start seeing the patterns and how they unfold, you can start to wrap it all together. And then you can validate that wrapping together through the history and the timeline of how other agendas have unfolded throughout history. So I, I just put that out there as a preface to anybody who's new here to this platform. This is kind of what we do. And everything that we say here and we talk about, yes, these are mine and Vince's opinions on what we believe is happening or going to happen. And we have a really good accuracy rate, but also we publish all of our references on our Substack. So I highly recommend that you know, if you want to go out there and check what we're saying, to go onto our Substack and you can find a lot of the references that we use throughout this show, uh, whether it's this show or tomorrow's show or whatever, you can find them in our Substack. That's redpillproject.substack.com.
really easy to find. Now, I played the George Orwell video today instead of yeah. a Okay. A good one. Now, yeah. I, I find this incredibly important for everybody to really kind of comprehend. Mm -hmm. If you want to picture the future, imagine a boot stamping, stomping on the face of humanity forever. Yeah. Okay. But then he says something very interesting. He says, he says, don't be drawn by this dangerous nightmare situation. Uh, the moral to be drawn from this dangerous nightmare situation is a simple one. Don't let it happen. It all depends on you. And I think that that is so beautifully and well said, because here's the key. It doesn't matter what is happening, how it's unfolding. That doesn't matter as much as the fact that you are aware that something is happening, that that something that is happening is the unfoldment of evil, that it is an agenda meant to undermine the United States Constitution, your, your constitutional republic, your rights, your liberties, and your freedoms, your ability to worship God, your God-given rights and freedom that in, your, in your life, the will that was instituted among you, okay? That is the key to understand. In, in the fact of the matter is, is don't let it happen. And the best way to not let it happen is to be prepared, to be well-informed. And we don't have to have everything right, but we just have to understand what is happening. And if we know what is happening and we know how their playbook operates, we know how they make actions and their moves on that chessboard then we can have the upper hand and the upper edge that we can be on top of this before it ever happens to the point when something significant does happen. For instance, another COVID scenario happens or martial law scenario happens. If that happens again, I think everybody here fully and truly understands that if that was to occur, that governments, state governments would be getting overrun. That people would be invading Washington, D.C., Patriots would be. They're not going to do it again. They're not going to put up with this nonsense and this bullshit again. That is not going to happen. And see, that goes back to what George Orwell says. Don't let it happen. And I believe that if something like that incurred again, that we would have an uprising of militias, of patriots, of, 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 of public armies that would just say, not, not today, Satan, not happening. And that would implement massive other types of reactions from the government. Yeah. But I believe it would be the states at that point in time that intervened because it would be the collaboration of the state citizens that come together and say, hey, governor, governor, you better either call up D.C. and tell them to stop this nonsense or we're all going to have some big problems here. And I think a lot of these governors are going to have to acquiesce mm -hmm. to that authority of the people. And so I think that we're headed towards this type of event, but, but there's a few points I, I got to, man, there, there's not yeah. a lot of news, but there's a lot of interesting things happening. <clears throat> now I didn't believe this guys. I didn't believe this when I saw it. And we've heard multiple different rumors of the United nations in our country. Yeah. And this one just really baffles me. Check this little video out. This is a little clip I had, and sitting here this is what this guy's saying. Decided to look up this address 11841 Newgate Boulevard in Hagerstown, Maryland. Watch this. 
it's this building right here these two buildings watch this so there's all these vehicles parked here that say now it might be a little hard to see what that actually has to say guys L let me help you out on this i went ahead and found that address and zoomed in on it myself and what i found was a whole bunch of vehicles with un on top of them wow and so this guy doesn't go into it but i did a little bit more research that address, 11841 Newgate Boulevard, Hagerstown, Maryland, 21740, <clears throat> which if you go to my Twitter post, and I can share that link with you guys here, Vince will put it out right now on all the, the platforms. Thank you. There's a Google link that'll show you this on the map. Now, we don't know how old this, uh, this satellite imagery is. I'm assuming it's fairly recent, but here's the key. This isn't a shipping facility shipping these vehicles out from Ford Motor Companies out okay. overseas to some United Nations place. Mm -hmm. This is the U.S. State Department's warehouse. The U.S. State Department. This is the Department of State. And they have a bunch of U.N. vehicles sitting outside their warehouse facility. <clears throat> now, I can't think of any reason in the world mm. why the U.S. State Department would have 50 some plus United Nations vehicles in the United States in Maryland. I, I can't, I, I cannot, I mean, are they shipping them the, the, the Haiti maybe? Uh, okay, but why stop in the United States? Um, <clears throat> doesn't make sense. There's something in, by the way, you're like, well, maybe they're just like, you know, UN, you know, uh, what are the diplomatic vehicles? No, 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 no. In one of the vehicles you clearly see, a cross on top of the vehicle, which represents a medical truck, like an ambulance or a triage or like a CDC variation. So what are they preparing for? Because going back to that scenario that I just talked about, okay? Yeah. The only way that that doesn't happen that people rise up and say, dude, not happening on my watch, is if the threat is very, very destructive and real. Oh, yeah. Okay? Like, like so, another coup. Yeah. Well, no. Well, hold on. One of the threats could be an actual virus that is killing people, an actual virus that is released on humanity that is absolutely annihilating people, that people are so fearful that they don't want to leave their houses. Okay, that would be one. Two, massive geological upheaval. Now, we've all known that something big was going to happen and could happen. I've talked about, and you guys can call this pseudoscience. I don't give a shit. I've researched this stuff for 30 years. We, our planet, is revolving around a star. Yes, it, it does. That star, okay, <clears throat> corkscrews through the galaxy. The galaxy has an arm. That arm 
basically rest around two primary black holes known as Sagittarius A and Sagittarius B. Those black holes have what's known as a discretion disk, and each galaxy has basically a center of gravity. Okay, what that means is the reason the arms form the way they do is because there's a gravitational field that's extended parallel to the actual galaxy. So if you look at the galaxy as a toroid, that gravitational field is parallel to its or, or uh, equal to its horizon or parallel to its center. Okay, gravity, what we know about the galaxy, gravity concentrates in the middle of those arms. So the heaviest particles. The heaviest gases that you have are concentrated towards the center of the arms of the Milky Way. That means that you have less density on the outside and more density on the inside. Our solar system transits that arm like this. It goes up and down. It bobs up and down. We had a New York City uh, PhD professor on. This guy was definitely not one of us, but he agreed. He said, yep, that's exactly what's happening. We talked about it. And so what happens, though, is the solar system goes through various densities of gases and particles and what we call cosmic radiation. Now, I believe, and this is where a lot of my research was done, is that a lot of the ancient cycles that they talked about, whether it's the yugas, whether it's the, the Mayan and Aztec calendars, whether it's the various dragon cycles talked in indigenous Asian cultures or the turning of the various different earths by the indigenous cultures of North and South America, what we understand is that there is a process of flow that happens through what's known as the great year. The great year is a 26,500 year cycle of the transition of what we know of the, of the precession of the equinoxes. This happens because our planet has two gravitational bodies that tug on it. We believe our star and another star, we, I think they, uh, uh, Antares or one of the other ones, they believe is pulling on it. So it produces this wobble. If you take a top, and you spin a top on your desk, you're going to see it wobble in the opposite direction. It's going to spin in the opposite. It's going to wobble on the top much slower than it spins. And there's a formula to figure out. That's called a processional cycle. Well, our planet does that processional cycle. Every 26,500 years, it completes one full rotation of the, gal of the zodiac in reverse. Okay? So every 2,150 years, we go through one processional age. And I believe our ancestors mapped this out because when we go through our solar system cycles and we're moving through the galaxy, there's increasing of cosmic bombardment, which increases the electrical potency of our sun, of our star, which increases the basically weather patterns that affect the Earth. Now, what do I mean by that? We know that the weather patterns on this planet are dictated primarily from solar radiation and cosmic radiation. For instance, when we have a solar, super, uh, a solar cycle, which happens every 11.3 years, okay, 11.3 years we have a solar cycle. We have solar minimums and maximums. When we're at a solar maximum, we have less cloud cover on this planet and more solar bombardment. And we have extreme weather patterns that actually come about from that, including geomagnetic storms. On the other hand, when we have an increase of cosmic radiation bombardment, you have more cloud cover. And the question is, and science doesn't even know the answer to this, why is there more cloud cover when you have solar minimum and cosmic bombardment high than the adverse? They don't know. I can tell you why. It's because everything is electrically dynamic related to each other. We're talking about cathodes and anodes and electrical conductivity and the passive leaf resistance and how those operate within a very dynamic system of electrical transfusion. Okay. And I've explained this on, on the fringe and these other shows. 
So what's happening right now is we actually are coming into a solar maximum, okay, which means that solar radiation bombardment is going to bombard our planet, but we're also increasing that propensity of that solar maximum because we're moving into a higher density period of that galactic arm, which means that we're moving through higher rates of cosmic radiation. Radiation, cosmic radiation is ionized energy. Ionized energy means that it's carrying a lot of potential energy as our earth flows through it, which increases the electrical potency of the sun, which means that higher radiation and solar storms are going to affect the earth, which means that the earth's magnetic field has to strengthen itself. In order for the earth's magnetic field to strengthen itself, it has to produce various changes on the surface of the planet to produce an induced pressure towards the core to keep that electrical current flowing and getting it stronger. Now, if you're a geophysicist, you'll probably understand what I'm saying. If you're not, don't worry. All you have to understand is that as we progress further in the future, the weather is going to get more and more severe. What that means is there's going to be more upheavals on the surface of the planet. I've been saying this for three years on my podcast. I've been saying it for 30 years in all my work that I've been doing. Okay. So here's the thing. Our ancestors knew about this. This information was occulted and hidden from you. Okay. What that means is that Families that ruled, bloodlines that ruled, dictators that ruled, kept this information from you. And the reason they kept that information from you is because they can use it against you. And we are coming into a period right now where potentially a lot of those upheavals are going to occur. Let me go ahead and play this one real quick. Mm -hmm. And they are. And they absolutely are. So this dropped two days ago, didn't it? Solar Superstorm could wipe out the internet for weeks or months. And this started appearing across multiple news outlets with exactly the same headline, which tells me one thing. Here we have another news outlet with exactly the same headline across the top. And there it is again, which tells me it's the same people that own all of the media. So it tells me that this is a message that they want you to see. But you know I'm one for connecting dots. You know I'm one for kind of spotting patterns and things like this. And I've spotted some things I want to bring to your attention. And you let me know your thoughts on what you think about this. So you know our old friends at the, uh, the Doodah, uh, that kind of, uh, you know, predict certain things and run certain events. Well, they've been predicting that uh, a global cyber attack and they've been talking, they were talking about this in this year's meeting in 2023, talk calling it a cyber storm that's predicted. They're predicting this catastrophic thing within two years to take place. That's off their website. You can see it at the top. Uh, Geopolitical instability raises the threat of catastrophic cyber attack in the next two years. And um, they kind of, I don't know, they seem to be able to predict the future. They've got a knack of knowing these things before they happen it's a bit strange but you know our good old friends at the forum um are kind of predicting this stuff now i just want to bring some stuff to your attention and see what you think so about a week ago in the us you might not have seen this you won't find it online but there was speculation about what was going on there was massive delays in remittances between the banks in the us like all the payments were delayed i can't remember the names of the banks people were having to wait days and days for their money and that the banks were blaming um a glitch they were saying it's a glitch in the system but there was speculation that there was some kind of cyber attack that was going on on the payment systems which has now been cleared up but it took it took a good few days 
There was also this in Australia um, just very, very recently. You can see that this is from the BBC on the 8th of November. There was a huge Optus outage across the whole. The whole network was down across the whole of Australia. It affected card payments, it affected internet, it affected um, uh, telephone systems, all this kind of thing. And businesses kind of ground to a halt that were on Optus. And, it, and uh, they're, they're saying, or this uh, sort of uh, people looking behind the scenes, thinking it could be a cyber attack taking down that network. Now, you know, the good old forum there like to practice things, don't they? And it just makes me wonder whether the potential, uh, potential attack on the payment systems in America, that was like last week, just over a week ago, Optus going down across the whole of Australia, and these other things which are kind of happening, I wonder whether they're, you know, I do wonder whether they're test runs, really, and I wonder whether they're kind of just, you know, practicing this stuff maybe before something bigger comes in. And then when I see the same people, you know, they own all of the media that are popping up with these headlines talking about solar super storm could wipe out the internet for weeks or months. Same here, same headline, and exactly the same headline, and there's many, many uh, outlets covering it with the same headline. I do wonder whether they're seeding this stuff into people's consciousness and into people's awareness, and, you know, they have got something in store where they're planning to take down the internet and planning to take down payment systems and things. I don't know. It's a pretty crazy world, isn't it, at the minute, you know? Definitely don't live in fear. However, I would certainly like to hear your thoughts. What do you think about what the old chap said? I think he's connecting the dots quite well. And I think the potential for a large false flag taking advantage of the sun and science of what we know to be true is a real possibility. I think that it's an absolute possibility. I think that something like that is most likely going to happen in the near future. The question is when, because when we start talking about water wars, these types oh, yeah. of things, you know, we got to wonder what is really happening with that. How does those types of things come about? Um, now, this was 11, 11 a.m. And for the people out, well, at least my time, this article, super uh, solar superstorm may shut down the internet for months. Scientists are warning. Okay, this warning is being projected everywhere. At the same time, have you been paying attention to what's happening in Greenland? Yeah, a little bit. Can I say this too? Yeah. What better opportunity for a bad actor than after a solar storm to commit one of the most widespread hacks of all time? Because a government's not going to say, we're being hacked by terrorists, right? That'll cause alarm and a war. But if they say, we're being hacked by the sun, or you know, the sun knocked out our infrastructure, it's a lot easier to tell a public, to the public than Russia's hacking us or something. Or You're we're hacking ourselves. Right, right. right. Well, I, I got a few scenarios that potentially could come up because of this. This is Iceland, guys. Mm-hmm. These are cracks that are opening up all throughout Rigasak, Iceland. Okay, it's just a flesh wound. Just a flesh wound. That's not that. That's normal. <laughs> that's completely normal. That happens all the time. Oh, God. Okay. Now, wow. On top that's of that, and I have to go down a little bit to find these. Is what have we also seen? Oh, those islands off of Japan from the volcanic. Uh... So we have new islands forming off the coast of Japan through volcanic eruptions. 
We have, um, what does it say here? So, yep, the new islands off of Japan, volcanic activity. We had the island, we had the volcano in Iceland just go out. We have Mount Etna in Italy erupting. We have the mountain, um, Mount in, in Mexico that's erupting. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now people are like, dude, that's completely normal. Um, uh, dude, I've been on this planet for 42 years. Okay. I, yeah. I call this stuff religiously. Here's that Mexico um, uh, volcano. This just started erupting this morning. It's pretty massive. I'll yep. retweet it. Iceland, right. Japan, and now Mexico. Popo Cat, uh, Catapetal. Yep. That's, we talked about this one months ago, but this one just started erupting today. Now, what have I said on this show since the time I've been doing this? Besides Vince is the best, I, I don't know what. Besides Vince is the best and Vince is amazing. <laughs> what yeah. have I said about geological oh, yeah. activity correlated weeks or days before something major will happen? What is that something yeah, major? You've, you've connected the dots between solar activity and geological activity and noticed a correlation there. Yep. Now, um, over the years... I'm in Minnesota, so this is like news headlines everywhere I go. Um, the, this whole last weekend, they've uh -huh. been talking about the Aurora Borealis. You can see oh. the Aurora Borealis from the Northern Hemisphere. You can see the Aurora Borealis. Yeah. Why is there's that? There's no clouds. It's uh, an increase, yeah, yep. increase of solar activity, and it's creeping down further and further into the northern, uh, further south, I'll say. Um, stronger. So I saw this one the other day. Mm -hmm. um, there it is. This is from Live Science. And what does this one say? Solar maximum could hit us harder and sooner than we thought. How dangerous will the sun's chaotic peak be? Well, even if it's not that chaotic, someone's going to take advantage of it and make it as chaotic as they can. Um, it could be bad, but I'm more worried about what happens here on earth more than what happens with the sun. I'll be honest with you. Well, what happens on the sun is going to happen here on earth. That's it's the key true. to understand. I understand that, but I mean, I know what you mean. Yeah. What you're saying is how do the people react to what's happening? Not now, the masses, but the people behind the curtain, right? Well, yes, and I'm going to talk. I'm going to discuss that in a little bit here. So oh. this was this was Iceland. God, last week, yes. over 1,100 occurrences of microquakes, ranging from three to five zero on the Richter scale. Okay, wow. And you notice nobody's really talking about this too much. Not much. So what I'm going to tell you is, with the amount of volcanic activity that we're seeing. Uh, I, I, I think I talked about this Friday night. In 2012, there was two massive solar flares that occurred. Now, 2012 was, guess what? That's the last solar maximum. Oh, shoot. Okay. 2012 was the last solar maximum. That was 11 years ago. Hmm. 2023, 2020, 2012. Okay. Now, yeah. with that being said... In 2014, they declassified two solar flares that happened in July of 2012. 
let me ask you this. Why did they classify solar flares? Oh, uh, for the public safety. For the public safety. Yeah. These solar flares ejected from the sun in 2012, and they scared the living shit out of the governments of the world to all the governments of the world said, we're not telling anybody. anybody. Yeah, the experts. They, yeah, the experts were silenced. And what ended up happening, because they were they were 100% hits. They were going to be Carrington-level events or more, which would have completely wiped out our electrical infrastructure and basically set the United States and the rest of the world back into the Dark Ages. Yeah, and a Carrington event was a historical uh, a historical yeah, case of the sun slapping yeah, the earth with its radiation. 1859 or 18, 1859, I believe it was. And the only thing that we had implemented was telegraph lines. And it basically uh, burned all the telegraph lines around the country where they had to be reinstalled. Um, now, here's the thing with that type of event is mm. in 2012, one of the reasons why it was classified was mm -hmm. because those solar flares obviously didn't hit our planet. Right. And from what I've heard and read and from the, the reports that were released by the government, they don't know why they didn't hit us. One person said that it was like a defense mechanism that it came up many, many millions of miles away from the planet that deflected the first solar flare. The other one went between the Earth and the moon, which doesn't make any sense at all. That means that something was in front of the Earth that basically pushed it aside of us because the solar flare is massively wide. It spans yeah. millions upon millions of miles. So what I'm saying here is I think that we're about to have some type of massive solar activity ramp up in the next few weeks that potentially could take out the Internet. It'll take out the broadcast. It's going to produce a state of emergency. It's going to implement the United Nations to become activated. Yeah. Oh. Could you imagine? No internet? Oh, no. Everybody's going to be coming out in light and beans like two weeks later. Just, oh, <laughs> we've ascended. Dude. Well, weather control. So Melissa says weather control is a real thing. I agree with you. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, absolutely. And maybe we're seeing this type of activity on the planet because they're trying to strengthen the magnetic field and they're manipulating. I don't know. But I can tell you that that is an indicator that we're about to have some massive geological activity or massive solar activity. The reason is, is because you can go back to every major earthquake and volcanic eruption and you can find a sequence of solar uh, radiation that occurs, solar flares that occur right after. And the way it works is basically the core of the earth is inducing increased pressure on a piezoelectric effect onto the core, which increases yeah. the propensity of the electromagnetic field, which increases the earth's magnetic field, or it changes its frequency to match that of a solar flare. Because the earth and the sun are energetically, electrically connected. And so fluctuations within the, the sun is going to cause changes within the earth. And so this happens before that type of wave comes towards us. So I think that we could even see something in the next few days that possibly will even hit us. Uh, now, I don't know. I, I don't want to be doom and gloom on this. I hope we're wrong about this. I really do. But, um, yeah, Roxy, I actually checked the Earth's magnetic field and uh, where the magnetic pole is right now. And the North Magnetic Pole actually moved away from ice from Greenland and started moving north towards Siberia. 
And so it has deviated away from that track it had going east has now moved back west. But I'm just, you know, I'm throwing the warning out there, guys. Have non-perishables, have some canned goods, three months worth of food for everybody in your family, including water. If the situation does incur, and let's say you have 20 gallons of water, do not let that water go down the fucking drain. Okay? Understand me is if this type of situation does occur and you no longer have an active pump, you don't have a well and your pump isn't working, you have public water or whatever, and let's say you have 20 gallons of water at your house, when that water goes in your system and you pee that water out, that water is going into a jar and you're going to filter that later on. When you're taking a shower and washing yourself, that drain in that bathtub is closed and you are siphoning that water back out. When you're doing dishes, you're siphoning that water back out. You're going to go out, you're going to get some sand, some rocks, some charcoal, and you're going to create your own filtration system and you're going to filter your water so you can preserve it and conserve it. Okay, that is going to be crucial in the coming years when we get into the water war aspect of what's coming. The other part of this food, you need food. Number one thing they have is a way to defend yourself. If you got if you need to go out and get it. Okay, shotgun or pistol, Vince, shotgun or pistol, both or shotgun, shotgun. Number one, shotgun, get a shotgun, 12 gauge, buckshot, double odd buck. Slugs, I don't care, bird shot, whatever you need. It will kill animals and you can eat. And it also will defend yourself, your family, and your home very, very well. Um, so that's one. Number two is have a stockpile of food. Go get canned goods. They say, oh, this only lasts a year and a half on the shelf. Bullshit. You, you can go get a can of SpaghettiOs, hold that thing for 30 years, open that can up after cooking it, and it's good to go. Yeah. Okay. I have I have a big jar of peanut butter that's a year expired and I can't bring myself to get rid of it. Nope. I'm just like I'm just going to keep it. It's probably fine. So you got to understand how things spoil. How do things spoil? Do you know how things spoil? Oxidation pretty much. Yeah, oxygen has to hit that and mold spores have to hit that in order for all that to grow. So when you're in a, a contained container, when you're in like a sealed container, yeah. And there's no oxygen being leaked in there. There's no indentations or anything like that. Most of the time, that stuff is not going to go bad because there's nothing to break it down. There's nothing to break the proteins and, and the amino acid and all that stuff down. There's nothing to consume it. That's how things yeah. go bad. And, you know, people trip out, too, about, like, beef. They're like, oh, that beef, it's not perfectly red and beautiful. I can't eat that. It's bad. Actually, it's not. And, and you know, people eat beef just hanging it, hanging it in their house. And then slicing it for weeks and weeks and weeks, just mm -hmm. raw, and just let it sit there and age. People eat that and survive. People, the Amish, when they can, they usually just water bath and cook it for a longer duration. They don't worry about the higher temperatures under pressure and all this stuff. There's a lot that we could actually survive on outside of FDA regulations. Not that I'm telling you to. I mean, follow their recommendations to stay healthy and all that. But the Amish don't. And they're, they're okay. There's, it may come down to stuff like this of having to survive on stuff you wouldn't ordinarily eat. Right. So, and, and yeah, and know kind of what you that are herbs and the weeds and stuff like that you yeah. have in your neighborhood. Um, yeah. Don't eat mushrooms unless you're an expert. That's right. You have a mushroom <laughs> book. But what I want to preface here for everybody. Yeah. 
is be prepared. Even if you're just a little prepared, if you're like, dude, I got nothing more than $5 a month, then you better be out going out there every time you go to the grocery stores and taking that $5 and buying canned goods and non-perishables, right? Yeah. You buying can really a bag of rice and keeping it dry, mm-hmm. you know, getting those potatoes and, and creating a, a windowsill garden and letting those potatoes sprout and start growing. Okay. You can do that in a five gallon bucket. You fill it with, with soil and you take those potatoes, you cut them in half and you throw them in there. You can find the instructions on how to do that. And you can do that in your basement. You can do that in your garage and potatoes. As long as you have a potato, you'll have food. Okay. There's tons of different things out there. We will start up on when the new platform comes out on preppers and that type of stuff. That's going to be one of our big focuses for that type of content. But we have to understand why these things are happening. The, the, the elitist, the globalists, they've been preparing for something for a very, very long time. And it's yep. my belief that they know it's coming. They don't know when it's coming. As in, it could happen any time now. So this type of scenario makes me think about this. Now, also on top of that is if they knew that this type of a scenario was going to play out where you have this global cataclysmic solar flare that basically knocks us back to the dark ages... What is the number one thing that you have to worry about at that point in time? Water. Population. Shelter. Population. People. Pop- yeah, people. people. Population. Right? So let me ask you this. If you knew 85 to 90% of the population were going to die over a five-year period when something like that happens. Well, yeah. Probably within the first month or two, actually. I don't know. Right. Okay. I yeah. Probably within the, I think there was actually an article we talked about on this show before that talked within the first six months of this cataclysmic type of event, about 80% of the world population would die. Okay. That's now crazy. with that being said, well, elderly people who need medical care, all that breaks down oh, yeah. <laughs> with that being said is if they knew that this was going to happen, do you think that they might've helped push that forward a little bit and help facilitate it? Uh, that, uh, that death toll as in, Hey, look, you know, we want to, if we know that 90% of the population is going to die or 80% of the population is going to die, let's do something in the meantime, number one, so they don't have to suffer as much. Number two, that it happens, it speeds it along really, really fast. I wonder what that would have been, but right. I think you might be right on that, but you know what, you know why they might do that. It's because they're not prepared for this either. And they don't want to be in their bunkers that long. Obama has a bunker. Obama has a bunker at every single one of his residences, and it's pretty standard. It's nothing spectacular. It's just a normal, small little room with some food and water and your basic essentials. These people aren't that prepared for this. Mm-hmm. Most people aren't. So a little bit of preparation goes a hell of a long way. Stay away from large populations. Stay away from large populations, and you know, be in very uh, conservative Christian areas, you know, your, your church congregation, that's one of the first places you're going to go and make sure you're showing up armed in that house of God and saying, people, we need to go on watch. We need to watch these roads. But this is the point that I was making with that is that one of the points of the jab could have been to produce a massive immunosuppression within human beings because they knew this type of event was going to happen. And when this event happens, it facilitates the speeding up of that process to where recovery becomes much, much faster. Now I also want you to think about this part. Yeah. What are they doing with energy? Destroying it. 
they're destroying earth-based resource, natural resource type of energy production, right? What do you need to facilitate earth-based natural resource type of energy? Infrastructure? I don't know. Infrastructure? Uh-huh. Heavy equipment? People. Merchant ships and people. What are they moving towards? Bullshit energy. Green energy and solar panels, right? What do you need for that? Same. No. All you need is you think about how many panels they've already created. How many of those panels are not going to be affected by a massive surge of electrical energy coming from the sun? Okay. If they're protected. What, what do they want to create? They want to create 15-minute cities. They want to um, they want to limit the population, reduce the population slowly over time. A lot of their plans More fit quickly. into this model. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. A lot of their plans, if 80% of the population perish in this type of incident, guess what? They already have everything in place to hit the ground running and rise civilization back up. But yet they're in control. Yeah. That's I, I believe that that's their plan. Is they're waiting for this type of situation to occur, and that's when that whole great reset plan occurs. And they'll come out and be like, "We have water. We have food. Come follow us in our communist regime. We'll take care of you. Come to our fifteen-minute city. We will take care of you. I promise you." That's I think that that's how this is going to go. I think that's why we're seeing the infrastructure be laid for it, but it's not active. That's why we're seeing them go out there and yeah. we have billions of solar panels on this planet that are not in use, but in storage facilities. And How much you want to bet they're in Faraday cages. It, I, it, many of them probably are uh, at least, at least the globalist supply. I'm sure there's a lot of Faraday protection for a lot of things. Um, probably not as much as you'd imagine though. I don't, like I said, I really don't think they're as prepared as you'd, imagine they meaning the ones we know of no, um, I, I, I agree i agree i don't think that they're a prepared kind of a thing related to what you're talking about here our current inf infrastructure for all this green energy is so insufficient for our population and the fact that they are having this narrative that oh everything's going to be green and perfect and it doesn't work it clearly doesn't work. It's not really feasible. Why the big push? Well, maybe that's all there's going to be if there is a big depopulation event or some creepy thing happens like that. Uh -huh. And then it will be fine and manageable because you won't have as many people using it. Just a thought. Yeah. Creepy. So there's an old TV show. I'm looking. It's funny how you can't find clips. Um the internet's so broken. Yeah, the internet is definitely broken. Um, there's an old clip of Revolution, the TV show. And let me see if I can find this. Revolution TV show 2012. Um, where she goes in and... So basically, she walks into this uh, this Patriot place. And the world... So kind of give you guys an idea... The show Revolution was on NBC. Uh, what had happened is all the electricity in the whole world just stopped working one day. Planes fell out of the sky. Lights, hospitals, exactly the scenario that we were just talking about happened. Okay. Now, with that scenario. Oh, yeah. With that scenario, the whole world was ushered in the darkness. Okay. Yeah. 
I have and... the clip, by the way. It's just such bad audio. Oh, you have the clip? Yeah. Is it from a TikTok video? Vince, did I lose you or did we lose me? My fault. Oh. Let me see if I can find a good version of it. Uh. Uh-oh. We're losing... There we are. We got Sorry it. about that, folks. China. Chinese hackers. Um, but So you know the click I'm talking about? Did you put it in there? Okay, you got it right there? Yeah, it's poor audio, though. If people crank up their audio, they might be able to hear it. Actually, I didn't. Mine's oh, slow. You got to send it to me. It's not in the chat. Oh, it's not? No. Yes, it is. Oh, maybe because okay. I lagged there. Yeah. Yeah, you guys can probably hear it if you turn up your audio. Not and, and, yeah. We got to remember that this is about predictive programming, that Hollywood utilizes predictive programming. But basically, the electricity goes off one day, and 20 years later, this was in 2012. So uh, I think, no, maybe a decade later or 20 years later. <clears throat> no, it's 20 years later. <clears throat> excuse me, 20 years later. Um, they were talking about this specifically. So uh, is this the Joe Biden scene? Yeah. Um, this is not the scene I was looking for. Oh, my bad. Okay. Anyways, I I, I mean, I could pull up a, a, a trailer of it. But anyways, the idea is that she goes in to get some, some arms and ammunition at this one place. Yeah. She walks into the place, and he's like, how can I help you? She goes... I need the presidential records for Joe Biden. Mind you, this is 2012. And he puts a gun in her face. Come back here. Puts a gun in her face and says, let me know that you're, uh, you're real. And she pulls up and shows the American flag tattoo. He goes, okay, thank God. Okay. Now, show me the presidential records of Joe Biden. I have it here. Is that it right there? It's only a twenty-seven second clip. Yep, but that's it doesn't it. show the it doesn't show the uh, follow up. Just her asking. Yeah, let's play this. Hi. Hello. Can I help you with something? Yeah, friend told me about this place. I'm looking for a biography of Joe Biden. Biography of Joe Biden. And he takes her back there, puts a gun in her face, and she lifts up and has to show the American flag. A biography of Joe Biden. Isn't that interesting? But the question is, is this is all predictive programming, people. It's as if they knew that this type of event and scenario was or could potentially happen. Now, I'm not going to beat a dead horse anymore because there's other parts of this. We've talked about the firestorm event for a very, very long time. The firestorm event deals with social and cultural destabilization, political destabilization. We know that they are systematically destroying the United States of America. What if one of the reasons to destroy the United States of America and move it towards communism was not to bring that into the new world order, but instead the United States of America was one country that could have saved humanity from this type of event. I don't know, just a possibility, hmm. but... What do we have going on right now? We have 
pro-Palestinian protests occurring all throughout the world. Guess what? These protests have turned into riots. They surrounded. They're surrounding state capitals all around this country. And you're not hearing about it anywhere. Mm -hmm. Just now. Breaking. Oh, yeah. Uh, An hour ago, March of Israel in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday is elevated to Seer 1 threat level by DHS, according to NBC, which is Seer 1. Significant events with national and or international importance that require extensive federal interagency support. Okay, so there's that. You have Atlanta police are clashing with anarchists and protesters that stop the uh, the stop the cop city rally, deploying tear wow. gas and rubber bullets. That's happening in Atlanta. Um, you had them occupying the White House or the the House of Congress the other day, surrounding the White House. They have surrounded um, the Texas state capitol, I believe it was. Okay, guys, these are going to get worse, and yeah. this is why they're. We got the war that's propagating in the Middle East. It's going to expand. We already know that. They're already putting troops on pre-deployment status. Um, they're they're bombing the shit out of northern Syria, which is, is uh, Iranian targets. Iran doesn't have the capabilities to go to war with the United States and Israel. But if we talked about it last week, if Turkey, anybody else gets involved, that's a go for everybody else. Um, but I think that it's not about the Middle East war, that the Middle East war is simply, simply the agitation that causes the bigger global strife because they knew how to play on the emotions of everybody with Hamas and Israel. They knew who Hamas was, how Hamas operates, hiding bases under hospitals. And Israel is like, we don't care there's a hospital. Right? They knew that that scenario right there would cause massive uproar and they could control that narrative with the mainstream media. And they've done a very, very good job of that. (laughs) With that being said, They're going to create, just like the George Floyd riots, globally. Globally. They're going to come after these cities. They're going to start to destroy them. And this is going to hedge, I believe, in and around the same time that these types of other events begin to occur. Because that is the massive color revolution and social destabilization that they want to bring about. Plus, if you have riots in like 20 different cities across the United States, it's way easier to declare martial law and get the United Nations involved, which is why we potentially have United Nations vehicles in our country. They are planning this, guys. They are planning the final attack. This is the Great War. And like George Orwell said, it only happens if you do nothing. So what else do we have going on here? I mean, there's a little bit of stuff. I mean, I I wanted to talk about some of this. Uh, Much of it, I really, not that I don't care about. Um, Our buddy, Game Tech. People do not understand the war was declared on the United States. You can call, you can ignore that. uh, You can ignore this all you want, but I'm telling you, they're on our soil. The feds know it. You should know it. Keep quiet about it isn't going to make the issue going away. We are at war. And he's talking about the massive infiltration over our southern border into our country. This is what 
Many people have talked about Unit 910 Hezbollah, uh, the, the gun running campaigns by Eric Holder down to the cartels of which is now being funded and given to various radical Islamic sects around our country. Uh, Phil Haney tried to exploit this with the mother, Muslim Brotherhood's infiltration of our country. The George Floyd event had nothing to do with George Floyd. It had everything to do with counterfeiting money and drug and gun running operations to radical Muslim terrorist groups in Minneapolis. Okay. They are here. They are ready. They are waiting for a specific event to occur. Whatever that event might be, global cataclysm, solar flare, I don't know. But whenever that event does happen, that's when they begin their operations. And so we have to be ready and prepared for all of this. And I believe that potentially, whether there's a solar flare or not, what happens when you have 50 different riots in 50 different states occurring in all the state capitals? Now, all you need is 20 to 30 of these radical uh, Muslims in each one of these cities to become active shooters. And you have absolute chaos and anarchy that is uncontrollable by any law enforcement detachment where military law, martial law has to be declared. And they wouldn't even be able to contain it. Because once you have that pissed off group of protesters that are now rioting and into a state of violence, and then you enter 50 radical Muslim sects out there with active shooters, those other guys are going to go and start doing massive violence as well. Because that's the monkey see, monkey do herd mentality that we've seen in the past with these riots yep it would just turn into another psyop this is a very dangerous situation <sighs> and so it should be tucker carlson on duplicated ballots falsified tally sheets and mail-in ballot fraud in fulton county georgia that truth is coming about fulton county georgia okay we yeah. have what, what we got here we got uh george oh yeah we'll look at that in a second uh so we have that happening Right. But nobody cares. They're not dropping lawsuits against Donald Trump. And, and who was this? This was uh, the Georgia County Commissioner. Right. Felicia Franklin. Who brought these charges up against Donald Trump. Oh, what happened to her over the, the last uh, few weeks? What? Oh, you didn't see this video of her? No. She got arrested for uh, uh, public intoxication. Had to be taken to the hospital. Man. I heard about that. Not a good oh, it gets worse. when they first arrived. What's this? You are this is a whole video. Go out of Felicia's sales, at least for now. Perhaps exhaustion is catching up to her, even on the verge. She starts fighting them, yelling and screaming. You need to stop. Felicia. You're going to make it worse than what it needs to be. Felicia. You b****. No. No, she. So drunken. Okay. But here's the thing. This is who's um, running your elections in Georgia. I read a little bit about it and alleged. She claimed, I think, that she date rate drug. Yeah. Yeah. Drugged. Listen, you don't, don't have to. Uh, come on, man. Listen, you know, I. Not a good look, nonetheless. It doesn't, I mean, doesn't seem like the type that, that someone way. would target with that, right? Either way. Terrible. Now, what I want you to do, though, is go back to last week when I told you that it's the left and the right wing of the same bird in Washington, D.C. 
Okay. Because here's the thing we have things happening. Okay. So we had the Joe Biden impeaches, Mayorkas, Ray, Garland, all this happening. We had the disclosure of all the voter fraud happening in Arizona and Georgia coming to fruition. Uh, we have. Obviously, people turning on Donald Trump. Jenna, Jenna yeah. Ellis's uh, testimony was released today. What a, what a grifter! But here's what I want to show you. Yeah. What did Speaker of the House Johnson say last week? I don't remember what he said. There's not enough evidence to go forth with oh, impeachment yeah. process right now. Oh, didn't someone say that that was going to happen? Well, guess mm -hmm. what happened today? Ready for this one? Mm -hmm. U.S. House votes. With eight Republicans voting with Democrats to shelve the impeachment of Department of Homeland Security, Alexandra Mayorkas, who has overseen the purposeful invasion of our U.S. border. Guys, they don't work they're for not, you. They're not they doing don't anything. Work for you. They're not doing what we voted them to do. Okay, it doesn't matter if you had Jim Jordan as speaker, man. Gets a speaker. It doesn't matter who the speaker of the house is. They don't care. They are going to do whatever suits them and fills and lines their pockets with money, control, and power. That's what they're going to do. Okay? Absolutely. As we so, see. Yep. So what do we got to do? Replace them. Get them the hell out of there. And then you get the shit show. I mean, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene holds hearing on injured caused by COVID-19 vaccines with Dr. Uh, Robert Malone, Tom Renz, Kareem Bliss. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Great. The Senate did the same thing. Guess what happened? Nothing. Ron Johnson did the same thing. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. They're just doing that to cover their own ass. Oh, it was on the public record. We warned you about it. Mm. So what's really happening here? Now, I, I don't necessarily think anybody really knows. But we are in the process of chaos, which to me is a system reorganizing itself to the next stage of optimization. That we are getting, that this world is clearing out all the junk for the next cycle, right? Now, if that's galactic with massive upheavals and solar storms, okay, so be it. We're ready to accept that. But we have to defeat the globalist, the evil, the agenda that's in place to enslave us all prior to that happening. And that's what the Great War is, guys. That war is a war on spiritualism, on the spirit within you. That is a war on consciousness. That's a war on your mind. That's a war on information. And that's a war right now in your world to enslave you once more into a completely new system of debt, of imprisonment, of limited restrictions, of taking away your rights, your liberties, and your freedoms. And we must stand united and together to stop this shit from happening. It is evil at its core. Now, the events that might unfold are not always going to be evil. They might be natural. They might be natural phenomena. It might be, be a solar storm that occurs and knocks us into the dark ages. And these people increase the propensity of that, that screws us all. And then they seek to control us. I don't know. But I do know is that we have good people out there who are well-armed and well-prepared. And we need to stick together. We need to unite. You need to be familiar of how to survive during these times if this type of situation does happen. Absolutely, dude. All right. Uh, as you know, we have decentralized media, which will be launching. It's going to probably launching January or December, January timeframe. Uh, that's going to include virtual events that we're going to be running virtual events every few weeks, every few months. We're going to have town hall meetings with various different guest hosts and, and guests that we have on. 
So there's going to be a lot of revamping of a lot of things that we do here. Uh, if you notice, we have James Grunvig's show that goes on right before ours. Please go out there, give James some support, give him a thumbs up on those shows. Um, good reception to that show. Jim Price, we're still working out the technical details of getting Jim Price's show on. We got to figure that out. Uh, we probably have Trennis Evans. If you know Trennis Evans at J6er, he's going to be starting a show uh, very, very soon. That'll be one day a week, I believe on Tuesdays. It'll come on probably after this show. So it will be pre-recorded. Uh, we have a few other shows that'll be coming on as well, kind of in the meantime, until we get everything ramped up and moving. Uh, and what our objective is, and, and see, this is why you have to be optimistic. Is yes, we all know something big's going to happen, but that we don't know what the what the fallout of that something big's gonna happen. Right? If the internet goes down, we don't know if it's gonna be a week, two weeks, a year, 10 years. I don't know. But you know what? I'm not putting my life on hold and you should not either. Don't put your life on hold. Keep moving forward with your dreams. Keep moving forward with your careers. Keep on doing what you need to do. Spend time with your family. Love your family. Do what you need to do to survive and go out there and thrive. That's what you need to do. And as situations occur, you adapt to those situations and you thrive in those situations. And so one thing that we're trying to do is we're trying to go out there and unite a lot of the Patriot community, bring them together into one collective in the sense of decentralized distribution of how that operates and getting the information out there. So that's what we're trying to do with decentralized media. Yeah. Um, and it's moving forward. It's absolutely moving forward. Uh, it's absolutely You're, moving forward, which is phenomenal. There you go. Your audio cut out for a second. Ah. Uh, but here, this is what I want to say out there is um, if you guys can support us in any way, shape, or form, the best way, subscribe, share, comment. That's one of the greatest ways. If you can help us, uh, uh, going out, buying our merch, going out and supporting our affiliates. You can find those on redpills.tv. Um, you got getgoldtoday.com. You have my Patriot Supply, redpills.tv slash patriot. Um, you can find all the list of our um, affiliates on our website. There's also ways to just directly donate to redpills.tv on redpills.tv website, as well as a subscription over on the social redpill.com. That is one of the best ways to help support everything that we do here. Uh, red, uh, socialredpill.com. And those, if you get in now, that's going to be grandfathered into the new subscription plans that we have out. Everybody will be kind of placed in the new ones, but they will be changing. Um, and you guys will heed all the benefits of those new subscriptions. So don't worry about that. All that access will be given. Uh, but uh, we are changing things up here because, you know, there's a lot of people out there that just got screwed over by some mergers that occurred in the Patriot community with some shows. And there's a lot of other people that are on other platforms. And let's just say that those platforms don't really care too much about them. And we got big hearts here and we want to go out there and build a Patriot collective where people have that true free reign of their information and their content, uh, but also are able to go out there and, and earn a living doing what they do by bringing valuable affiliates, valuable products and services and stuff like that to the audience members. Just like if you were to watch, you know, regular TV and you got all that stuff playing or the radio or whatever, um, because it does have a cost to do business. So that's what we're trying to do with decentralized media. We're trying to help out as many of those people out there right now that are struggling um, and bring them in and, and really give them a new home. And when we announce the names of the people that are going to be coming on guys, once we, I have uh, signatures on contracts, you're, you're going to be like, no fucking way. <laughs> but yeah, Vince knows it's going to be like, it's going to be a, yeah. And it's going to be like, Whoa, we're going to have that person on this channel like weekly. Oh yeah. So 
that's going to be pretty damn cool when that happens. I want to give a thanks to everybody who helped us on the uh, Battle of the Streams. Cat24 donated two lemons. Thank you so much, Cat24. RPG3573, two ice creams. Thank you so much, RPG. Uh, we have Mr. Mojo Ryzen 62 Haven't seen you in a while there, buddy. Thank you so much for jumping in there. Supported $5 on Rumble. Get the word out, Josh, to these brain-dead motherfuckers in the country. Love you, brother. Thank you, man. Appreciate that, Mojo Rising. Uh, and there he goes, another $5, Mojo Rising on Rumble. Locked and loaded in Ohio, waiting for the zombie attack. It, it, who knows? It could be a zombie attack. I don't blame you. Yeah. Yeah. But, guys, that's all we have for you tonight. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Oh, Roxy, SCG69, thank you for that lemon there. Um, and if there are some guests that you guys want to see us have on the show, join Social Red Pill, send me a direct message, and let me know, and we'll try to get them booked. We're going to have a massive black book to get guests on here in the coming future with everything that we have in the sense of the integration of a lot of the platforms. So keep that in mind. Um, I don't think there was anything else massive or major. A lot of the things we're going to cover tomorrow. Today, I wanted to talk about the Great War and prepare everybody because who knows, it could happen tonight or tomorrow. Uh, much love, respect, guys. God bless you guys. You guys all take care. Vince, thank you so much for tonight. My pleasure. See you guys next time. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me I patch the game. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's a, it's collusive. It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And uh, you know that's the beginning of communism.